Hey, hey everyone, this is Amanda Gates and I'd like to welcome you to the Home Energy Design Show. Before we dive in, I just want to give a warm welcome to all of you who listen to the show and just really take a moment to thank all of you for listening in. So many of you have written into the show and we appreciate you and are so thankful for you and thankful that you listen to this show. We can really step back and honor the fact that what we are doing matters. We do an extensive amount of time and research vetting the people that we have on the show to make sure that it provides you with the best resources, the best tips, and the best education. And it's also things that we are truly interested in and serves our mission and purpose as well. So thank you. Now with that, If you like the show, be sure to subscribe. And if you'd like more info, you can head on over to our website, which is gatesinteriordesign.com. You can also check out our Kick-Ass YouTube channel to find many of these interviews done on video. Plus, I have tons of feng shui tutorials and tons of live floor plan readings and more. Um, So a lot of people love those and a lot of the tips that are over there. So be sure to check that out. Just type in Amanda Gates. All right. Let's get started for today's show. Today, you are in for a real treat, and I mean that literally. I have Jonas Ketterly on the show today from Firefly Chocolate, and one of the reasons that I wanted to have him on is that back in February, podcast number 19, I spoke with Liz Blake, and we discussed this idea of raw cacao and cacao ceremonies. And when I asked her how someone like me, way down here in Nashville, can experience one of these so-called cacao ceremonies, she told me to just look online. She does them in New York, but obviously that's not convenient for those of us who don't live there. So I was like, all right, well, I'll hop online and see what can happen. What's the worst that could happen? So I hopped online and lo and behold, like a magic, Jonas falls into my lap. I find firefly chocolate. And when I saw how he loved on his plants and cared for his manufacturing process and literally drove love and intention into every step of his process from literally tree to the point that it gets to you, I realized that it was no mistake that I found him. And here's the cool thing about Jonas. He's completely aligned with the energy side of food. And he has a true understanding of why intention is so important in the things around us and the things that we do and the things that we consume. He's also not afraid to hug a tree or two or talk to his cacao plants. And that really honors Mama Earth. And you all know how much I love that. Here on my little slice of heaven, I hug and talk to my plants and trees all the time. So I knew that I was amongst good company. So if you're struggling to find a good resource, this, my friends, is the resource that you are going to want to know about to perform these ceremonies at home. It's a massive heart opener, and it has over 100 nutrients in it that are hard to find in other foods without eating many different types of foods. Literally, this one food has everything. So I encourage you, if you go over to his website, fireflychocolate.com, 
He's offering all of you an amazing discount of 10% off until the end of May. I think it was May 25th. All you have to do is put in Home Energy Design Podcast in the checkout and you will receive a kick-ass 10% discount on your order. Woohoo! So be sure to take advantage of that gift. And I just want to mention one more thing before we dive into this interview. He ended up getting stuck in traffic before our recording. And so because he wasn't able to get back to his office in time, we ended up recording with him on the side of the road. No joke. So because we did the recording on the phone on the side of the freeway, there are portions of the audio that drops out and there are sections that get a little shaky. And I'm sure though, as you listen, you're going to realize that there's enough good stuff, good info that's going to help you open up your heart and you're going to like not even realize that these audio glitches are here and they're going to be so unimportant. But I just want to mention that it's important to listen to the way that he speaks. It's important to listen about the importance of cacao, how he treats his employees, the process of the manufacturing. You'll quickly realize the importance of honoring food and how we eat and why I wanted to have him on the show and get you into this cacao stuff. So again, I apologize for the glitches in the audio, but you'll get past it once you realize how amazing Jonas and Firefly Chocolate are. Are you ready? Hell yeah, let's do this. Hey, hey everyone, this is Amanda Gates. I am super excited to uh, join with uh, Jonas Ketela. He is from Firefly Chocolate and he specializes in cacao. And as many of you know, I had Liz Blake on earlier this year, uh, podcast number 19, where we talked also a little bit about cacao. And one of the reasons that I wanted to have Jonas on is I wanted to take a deeper dive into this miracle superfood. Um, Jonas was kind enough to send me some so that I could try it, which I think is going to make for a better interview so that I can uh, share some of my questions that I had around that. But welcome, Jonas, to the show. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Um, I, I think the, the first question that I have for you before we dive into this cacao thing and, and the amazingness of cacao is I'm really curious how you went from being a mechanical engineer to owning Firefly Chocolate. Well, I was just thinking about that this morning, and I realized that if you told me six years ago that I would be running a chocolate company and making ceremonial cacao, I probably wouldn't have believed it. Um, at the time, I was working in the solar industry, that was kind of my first career coming out of college and did solar for seven years, but about halfway through was traveling in Oaxaca, Mexico and learned traditional chocolate making from a Zapotec indigenous elder. And that experience stuck through me. It was the most amazing experience of chocolate I'd ever had in my life to date. And I ate chocolate most days, like many people. Um, but this was, there was something about this experience of the ritual of roasting beans, of hand peeling them, um, really working with this as a medicinal food and as a sacred food in the community around it, of telling story as we worked with it, um, that made this cacao like any other. Um, and yeah, it, it, I just couldn't escape it from there. I got myself small chocolate making tools, kind of used some of my engineering expertise to figure out how to replicate that experience at home and begin sharing it with other people. And so, you know, one step led to the other. And gradually it became a question of following my heart and 
doing what made me come most alive. And I noticed that I was just vibrantly alive whenever I thought about chocolate and kind of began shutting down when I began doing my old engineering jobs. Um, and so I knew at that point that I had to make a transition. And it wasn't an easy one. It was a big leap into, you know, a totally new field. I'd never done anything with the food industry before. Um, but, you know, this this is a magic plant, and I feel like a lot of good things came together to make it possible. So I'm super, super grateful to get to do this work today. Well, I love this idea of, developing a relationship literally with the plant spirit because as you're talking about you go down there and this isn't a matter of just going to the grocery store and buying a chocolate bar you are literally going through the steps to get to the process and go through the process of creating this ceremonial cacao and I think that's that's a disconnect that I think a lot of people have with their food in general that couldn't be true um, and, you know, that's why you kind of see a rise of craft food industries, you know, coffee and beer have had a similar kind of desire of people to have a more meaningful relationship to their food. I mean, food is one of the most intimate things that we relate with on an everyday basis. Um, it, it affects our state of mind. It affects our health in the long-term way. Um, and it's something that we share with loved ones all the time. So to have a meaningful relationship, to know who it comes from, who the makers are, what's involved in preparing it um, is, is, I think, one of the essentials of life. And unfortunately, the modern food industry has really divorced us from that connection. And, you know, that's, I, I think that kind of connection and relationship is fundamental to being human. Yeah, I agree. And, and as an advanced feng shui practitioner, you know, one of the things that I really focus on is not only the energy in a home, but one of the most important areas of a home is the kitchen. And we put a lot of emphasis around the stove. And I talk a lot about if you are um, angry or uh, not in the best mood and you're chopping and preparing your food, you're literally driving that energy into the food that you're cooking. And um, you're not developing that connection. You're not elevated. You're not creating that relationship with the food that you're about to feed your family with. And so I love this idea that you literally had this connection while you're down in Mexico, and you literally said, you know, I, I had this connection, and so I just followed my heart, which it's a heart ceremony. It's a heart opener. So, you know, great play on words there uh, to follow yeah. your heart with a – with a, a food that literally um, you had a true connection with and it opened you up and literally you did, you know, a 180 degree turn <laughs> went into something that you never thought you would. I agree more with you about how, you know, the energy, I mean, we pay a lot of attention to our state of mind as we're preparing ceremonial cacao. Also the space that we prepare the cacao in is really a temple space. It's unlike most commercial kitchens because I really built it tuning into the energetics of the space and knowing that that would impact the cacao that people ultimately receive. Like I really, you know, when I was first looking out to do this, I was looking at renting commercial kitchen space and that kind of thing and, and I just kind of felt frustrated, felt like none of these spaces actually met the demands of creating what's truly medicine for people. Um, you know, cacao has hundreds of compounds in it and I think is 
highly uh, receptive and of energetics all the way through the supply chain. And so we pay attention to, you know, all those details from when the cacao seedling is first planted all the way to packaging it and sending it off to people. I love that, so that it's really nurtured from seedling to the process of drinking it. I mean, it's really nurtured. And so that, that kind of energy is definitely palpable. There's a, I mean, to me, that makes a huge difference. Now, I'm curious have you always been in this energy aspect? I mean, like you said six years ago, had you known that you were going to be in the chocolate business, were you even aware or into this energy stuff back then? Or did this ceremonial cacao bring you around to this uh, new way of thinking and this new type of a lifestyle? I think very much the cacao showed me a path. When I first began working with chocolate, um, you know, coming back from that trip to Oaxaca, Mexico, I was making chocolate, 70% dark, cacao beans, and cane sugar. Um, now, a 70% dark bar has a lot of sugar in it. So you, in many ways, the cane sugar actually masks the subtle energetic effect of the chocolate. Um, it's actually the cause of the common misconception that chocolate has a high caffeine content. It's not actually that chocolate has much caffeine at all. It does have another stimulant in it called theobromine. Uh, that's a cardiac stimulant, not a nervous system stimulant, so it feels very different. But the cane sugar creates this energy spike and rush that mimics caffeine. So, you know, early on I didn't connect to the energy of cacao. It was only when I cut out sugar out of my diet and began practicing as a yogi pretty intensively. Um, that, you know, I began sampling the 100% chocolate before I ever added any sugar to it, and I switched to making chocolate bars using coconut palm sugar, which is a low glycemic index sweetener, and as a result doesn't have the same energy rush. And then I really began discovering the cacao. And, you know, still at first I made, I made my ceremonial chocolate drinks 85% cacao, 15% cane sugar. But at that level it totally worked. And, you know, now I, I pretty much drink it just straight, unsweetened. Um, but I, I, I will enjoy a sweetened cup every now and then. It's, it's really not, it doesn't have to be an absolute that there's no sugar in it. It just has to be a thoughtful choice of sweetener and not too much of it. So very much, you know, the, I, I, I kind of began adapting my lifestyle and changing my lifestyle as I was working with the chocolate. It was, it's been a major teacher for me. So explain to us, I think you've done a great job in explaining what exactly this level of cacao is, ceremonial grade cacao, but what are the difference? I know that there's chips, there's paste, there's powder. Is there a difference between the three? Is there a difference in the levels, or is it just a matter of how you want to use the substance? Um, there is some difference. Um, so first of all, chips and paste. Um, the Firefly Chocolate makes chips. Um, just because they're the easiest to use format. Um, actually, when I first started experimenting with this, I made blocks of paste. They were actually these really cool, round, circular discs that were beautiful, but they were really hard to use because you had to get out a chopping board and a big kitchen knife to shave flakes of the chocolate off the block. And th that's one of the reasons I, I began doing the Firefly Ceremonial Cacao offering was I felt like there was room to innovate in the marketplace and that people were wanting to connect with cacao but 
you know, I went over to my friend's houses and saw that they had their blocks of paste um, still in their kitchen half a year later. They hadn't really used it. And when I asked them why, it was because it was too much work to do a daily ritual with, to always pull out the knife and cut those shavings. You know, they just wanted to throw it in a blender, add hot water, and have the drink in 15 seconds, you know, um, the same way you would prepare coffee. And I totally get it. That convenience is amazing. And so that kind of brought me back to some of my user design focus. But so that, that's just to say chips and paste, exactly the same thing. Um, cacao powder um, is, is quite different. And I actually think cacao powder is about the biggest ripoff ever because it has all the cocoa butter removed from it. So you're no longer ingesting a whole food. Um, the cacao seed naturally is about 50% cacao fat. Um, and that cacao fat is totally locked up in the cell structure. So you can't just melt a cacao bean. You actually have to grind a cacao bean apart to liberate that cacao fat. And it actually will go from a solid cacao bean to liquid chocolate uh, without adding anything, um, just heat and friction. Um, but then you can squeeze that and separate out the fat, and that's powder. But I, I think the fat is, um, it, first of all, it's one of the healthiest natural fats. Um, it sells at a really expensive price. It sells upwards of $10 a pound. Um, so it's a really beneficial fat, and I think it's the best natural carrier of cacao's medicinal effects. I think it's an essential part of a ceremonial cacao drink. Um, and unfortunately, uh, that's being separated out a lot. And, you know, what our culture has given to us as hot chocolate is cocoa powder and milk. And milk actually inhibits some of the medicinal effects of a chocolate drink as well. So we kind of totally got it wrong. Um, and, the, you know, instead should be looking to the ancient indigenous wisdom all across Latin America where farmers, they make their cacao drinks using cacao paste and hot water. And that's all you need. So I feel like one of the big reasons, I remember when I was talking to Liz and, and she kept talking about the ceremonial grade cacao, and I think what I'm, I'm gathering from both of you now is that really the difference is, is that it has not been manipulated and stripped of its nutrients. Is that correct? Exactly. It's, you know, our industrial processes will take everything down to each individual component. I mean, you look at some of the research that Hershey and Mars is doing now to isolate only some of the most beneficial compounds in the chocolate and take it as a pill. You know, and really, I, I truly believe in the wisdom of whole foods and ingesting food as it came off the tree. I mean, definitely chocolate, you, actually, you can't eat chocolate coming straight off a tree. It doesn't even taste like chocolate. It actually goes through a fermentation process, um, you know, and, the, and then all the steps that I do as a chocolate maker. Um, so there is an art to working with food and preparing it, but the industrial kind of manipulation that we've kind of grown accustomed to is where it really gets lost. You know, another, another thing that commonly happens with chocolate is that it gets roasted to extremely high levels um, just to achieve uniformity in flavor because, you know, if you take the opposite of highly intentional inputs, if you have, you know, slave labor or really poor economic conditions for the cacao growing, you're just fermenting it to really poorly, not in an artisanal way to get the minimal chocolate flavor that's acceptable. And then 
you put that all into a giant oven, effectively French roasted, and then you get a uniformity of flavor even though the inputs are highly variable. So, yeah, these, these kind of industrial processes are really kill our food and, um, you know, or kill our medicine. Now, I will say that, you know, I've definitely been ruined because I have had this mass-produced chocolate. I think many people that are listening today have grown up on the traditional Hershey bar, um, the chocolate that is sold in the grocery store. And even when you go to Whole Foods, they have bars that claim to be cacao or, you know, 70 80% cacao. But um, the stuff that you sent me, um, you know, it was rough. It was bitter. <laughs> it was a lot bitter than what I was used to. And, I mean, it was great. I ended up, you know, uh, putting it in hot water. I did find it to be very, very easy. Um, but you had mentioned that you actually experienced um, – more of its benefits when you cut sugar out of your diet and don't put sugar into it. So um, what are some recommendations that you have for people who are starting new with this and do want a little bit sweeter than the, the bitterness that, that's right out of the package? Um, I would use natural sweeteners and, you know, like maple syrups an excellent addition. Um, the local honey is an excellent addition. If, if there's some sugar alternative like stevia or something that you use, that's totally fine. Um, really stepping away from the, the more potent refined sugars. I use coconut sugar. Coconut sugar is an excellent choice. Um, so, and yeah, any, any of these more natural sweeteners is a great step. And I... I, I would absolutely say I don't feel bad about using sweetener. Like, it's, it's totally fine. It's delicious. I use it. Like, it's really hard to cut sugar out of our diets. And this is actually one of the kind of the existential questions I was facing as I began working with chocolate in this way. I was like, is anybody even going to buy this stuff? Like, we live in, unfortunately, a sugar-addicted society. Like, there's so much sugar in the American diet. And I, I really see this actually as an intergenerational shift. You know, it makes me so happy when a three-year-old shows up at my chocolate booth and is like, do you have any chocolate without sugar? Because their parents <gasps> have clearly been taking care of them and making Love them it. only expose them to the good stuff. And that, that's, like, what makes me so, so happy. Because, you know, for all of us alive right now, we're on a journey. We've had so much sugar in our lives, and it's, it's a journey to cut it out. And so taking gradual steps is, is important. And you'll be surprised. Like, I palate shift over the course of years. And you know how, how you, when you grow up, you like foods that you didn't when you were little? Um, that same kind of thing can still happen to us, even though we're adults. Well, I would agree with that. You know, I, I eat a whole foods diet. I lead a very healthy lifestyle of yoga and uh, meditation, self-care, um, you know, I, I don't eat meat. And so it's like to me when I was – and I didn't eat a lot of processed foods, but to me I've been doing this lifestyle for about 10 years and food tastes better to me. So I would definitely agree that our, our taste shift and our palate shift. And um, to me I could see where maybe 10 years ago when I was still eating more processed foods that the chocolate – uh, chips may have been really bitter and may have been really hard for me, but 
because I do eat, most of my foods are, you know, like you said, right off the plant where I'm eating raws and organics and things like that. Um, it was bitter, but it didn't turn me off. I didn't, I didn't say, oh, my God, this is, you know, so bitter I'm not going to drink it again. It was just, oh, this reminds me of when I was 17 and started drinking coffee and it was an acquired taste. So I think it's just a matter, and I, you know, I've, I've done it two or three times now, and each cup that I've had, because I've been able to experience it and have the ceremony around it, have a conversation with the plant spirits, um, I think that the, really the ceremony around it has been so beautiful and amazing, and the experience of doing it has been so uh, amazing that the taste of the chocolate is like just a side effect. Like that's not even something that I've been really focusing on. It's been more about all the other stuff. That's been what I have experienced so far with using it. I couldn't agree more. I was going to say that next is that um, besides the taste, tuning into the experience, like notice how you feel, notice what happens in your life when you're using chocolate of this potency. And, you know, the taste is actually no longer the most important thing. Um, I was also going to say we really try to use the best of our ability using modern chocolate-making processes um, to make 100% cacao taste good. That's, that's kind of one of my explicit goals and missions and, and what keeps me up at night is thinking about how we can use our tools of process uh, to make this bitter plant taste as palatable possible pretty much straight off, straight out of the process without anything added. If you, if you go to the store and go buy 100% bark, 85% dark chocolate, a lot of that is made by chocolate makers who focus on actually providing sweetened product. And so the skill set isn't nearly the same. You'll find a lot of really awful dark chocolate. So um, don't be discouraged by that kind of experience, too. It, it's actually not that all 100% bad. It's just that, you know, for a lot of it, that attention to detail hasn't gone there. Well, and I would agree with you that our culture is addicted to sugar. I mean, sugar really started being placed in everything. It started in the 70s. And so many of us have grown up with this idea that everything has to be sweet. And so if you kind of look at it and reverse engineer it and you say, okay, but if we had grown up in Mexico and we had grown up eating this, if they were to taste our chocolate, they'd probably be like, oh, my God, there's, you know, this is so sweet, it hurts my teeth, you know. So I think it's all relative. So I think it's great that there are parents out there that are raising their kids on this is the natural plant, this is the way that it should be. Yeah, and, you know, the, the other part that you were talking to about how you feel when you eat chocolate. I mean, even even the way that we consume chocolate in our culture would be totally foreign to folks in an indigenous culture. You know, in, in the Western mindset, um, a lot of our food is still focused in this cons around consumption. You know, it's like, oh, I'm hungry. I want to fill myself. You know, oh, I, I feel bad. I want to grab a chocolate bar. Um, you know, that kind of relationship. The indigenous perspective around a lot of these foods, especially some of the more potent ones like cacao, um, is this process of inquiry. They see cacao as an elder tree that's been around on the planet for hundreds of millions of years, far longer than humans have been. And they kind of view ingesting cacao similar to how you would go visit your grandmother. 
you go with questions. You go with curiosity. You don't know what stories Grandma is going to tell this time. Um, you really don't know what the effects are going to be of the cacao when you drink it this time because every time you show up with a different internal landscape, every time you show up with a different state of mind and physical state, different things happening in your world. And so um, even, even like shifting from consumption to true relationship and, and this inquiry dynamic process with the food um, is a different way of nourishing yourself. I absolutely love the idea of ingesting wisdom and, you know, showing a sign of respect for our elders because I think that that's another thing in our culture that could be a whole other conversation of, you know, just the, the beauty that surround us, surrounds us with our landscapes and our trees and, you know, the, our mama earth and, and how most of us are just completely um, shut down and, and don't even pay attention to that anymore and, and taking it one step further by honoring and respecting the tree that's producing this amazing uh, product that we can then ingest we're essentially not only honoring it by, you know, showing it respect, but then we're ingesting its wisdom. I think that, it, that just adds to the ceremony. And, and, again, then the taste just becomes a side effect. It's like something that you don't even need to focus on. Yeah, I mean, this, this kind of shift in how we relate to our food, this is, this is why I work with cacao. This is honestly what I think is going to help feed the shift of a more sustainable relationship with our planet. You know, the way that we relate to the foods that we nourish ourselves is, the, the foods that we nourish ourselves with is a microcosm of our relationship with the ecosystems that we live in and the other communities that we're a part of. Um, so, you know, kind of practicing on a day-to-day -day level really causes those longer-term shifts in consciousness that will result in, you know, what what now might seem as innovative or out there um, ideas for how to properly tend to and steward the planet um, because of the trajectory that we're on right now is really um, not hope-inspiring. And I, I really need that, you know, and um, the chocolate's really shown me, like, oh, this, this is a way that makes sense. This is a way that's rooted in ancient wisdom and... You know, it really is all about relationship. Um, many of us have so little idea about the ecosystems that we live in, all the communities that we're a part of. I've studied a lot with various indigenous teachers, and they say that, you know, one of, one of our core roles as a human being in the ecosystem is to steward the environment, is to take good care of it and to take care of all the other species on this planet. And I feel like... It's easy for us to become distracted by ourselves. And, you know, if you look at the example that, why does cacao teach us that? It's because um, cacao comes from the rainforest, so it naturally transmits this energy of one of the most biodiverse ecosystems on the world. And so when we consume it, we learn from this plant that thrives in a biodiverse ecosystem. You know, it's not the tallest tree. It actually grows in the understory. It needs the shade of other trees. Um, yet it provides this amazing medicine. So there, there's a lot of symbiosis happening there. Um, and <laughs> quite frankly, we just have a lot to learn from these plants. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you. I think that we have really lost our way, and I love the idea that by 
uh, ingesting this elder, we can get back to our roots literally um, and become stewards again. I absolutely agree with that, that it, you know, part of our, our journey and our path is to you know, not only share kindness and compassion for others, but to take care of our planet. And a lot of people, you know, are not, that, that's just not even on their plate. They're not even focusing on that because, you know, they, they think they have more important things to be doing. Um, one of the things that I did want to ask you is why does it affect our state of mind? Why does it, you know, produce joy and love and connection? And like with you, I mean, it changed your trajectory. I mean, you literally ingested its wisdom and it was like, yeah, I know you're doing this over here, but this is what you really need to be doing. So wh- what is it about it that changes and, and elevates us? Well, we've been talking about this ceremony of the cow drink from a macro perspective. From a, It's a two-ingredient recipe, hot water and cacao. But under the scientific lens, cacao has been broken down into more than 300 compounds. Some say as many as 1,200 compounds. It's actually rather unfortunate, but our science, scientific understanding of cacao is still quite in the early stages because most of the time it was treated as chocolate. Um, so we're actually quite lucky that cacao isn't classified as a drug. Um, you know, with more than 300 compounds in it affecting our physical state and our psychological state, um, it's, it's working on us at so many levels, it's, it's almost difficult to comprehend. I can, I can offer you a little bit of insight just to scratch the surface of it. Um, there's a, a, a number of better-known molecules, such as anandamide, which is commonly referred to as the bliss molecule, norepinephrine, which is commonly referred to as the joy molecule, uh, there's serotonin and dopamine, which just are generally stress-relieving and give you a feeling of well-being. These are all neurotransmitters that are part of the chocolate, and they flood our brain when we consume it. Um, now, amazingly, cacao actually has the neuro-reuptake inhibitors that prevent the brain from recycling these beneficial molecules and keep them floating around for longer, so it prolongs their effect. So... Um, for hours, you might have these feelings of well-being. Um, and it, I mean, it's pretty amazing that um, this plant targets our psychology in such a specific, effective way. And that, you know, that's just four of the molecules. Um, cacao is also the highest naturally occurring source of magnesium. Uh, magnesium is an essential catalyst for both heart and brain function. Um, you probably you probably know people who are taking magnesium pills um, as a supplement because many Western diets are actually deficient in magnesium. Um, and you could actually just be taking high-grade high ceremonial cacao um, because it actually has therapeutic doses of magnesium, which means that you can reverse the deficiency using it quite quickly. Um, so, you know, that's just a few of the ways in which cacao begins to affect our state of mind. Um, I think it's very, very complex. Um, yeah, there's a little insight. So I'm curious, you know, uh, my girlfriend, I I just had her order some of your chocolate, uh, Amy, and um, one of the questions she asked me is, is she said, you know, I've been doing research on this, and, you know, this has been around since the 70s, but 
Uh, she said LSD one <laughs> with the cacao. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think it's kind of flying under the radar. Do you think it's ever going to be classified as a drug? Do you ever think it's going to, like, come up? I mean, because in my opinion, I think everybody, everyone on this damn planet needs to be drinking cacao so that everybody can calm the frick down and start opening up their heart. Yes, please. Um, I actually don't think it will ever be classified as a drug. I think it's, it's so, you know, it's it loved the, con- the continents and the world over. Um, and it's quite obviously not harmful um, based on our widespread consumption of it. Um, if anything, I have the hope that cacao will become as commonplace as coffee. Um, and, you know, if you kind of look at coffee as something that really, uh, you know, energizes the nervous system, that cacao is something that energizes the body and really nourishes the body and that state of embodiment that's connected to the heart, you know, that's connected to our whole system, not just our heads and our brains and, and kind of our rational side, um, but really working with our whole bodies that are intuitive and energetic and have all these other parts of them. So um, I really, yeah, I, I, I believe pickout will be quite widespread and we're just scratching the surface of it right now. It's, it's kind of gotten the start. You know, many people are put off by the word ceremony. Um, I know I myself was put off by the word ceremony um, less than 10 years ago. I actually had a teacher who kept using the word ceremony, and it was really triggering for me. And I just you know, <laughs> had to take a walk. I had to, had to leave the room. And <clears throat> had this simple insight that ceremony is really just setting an intention. Um, it's, it's kind of the first steps, <clears throat> you know, coming together in community with intention, setting an intention for yourself. Um, it's the first step towards creating something in physical reality. <clears throat> so when, I, when people ask me, like, so how do I do a ceremony? How do I relate to chocolate? Um, I tell people to just start talking to it, like, you know, like you would a relative. Um, like share the cacao, hey, here's what's going on in my life. You know, you can just do an internal mental review. It doesn't really have to be like you're talking to the plane. You can just kind of take that pause in your life to reflect, here's what's going on, um, and then set an intention. You know, I need, I need help with so many things. To, to say that I have it all figured out and I'm, I'm cruising couldn't be further from the truth. Like, I'm, I'm constantly asking for help um, and sharing that request for help with other people. It's actually a way that I generate closeness in my life. Um, with relatives, with family, with new friends, um, is essentially by praying with the cacao. And that's, I, I found this, this pretty high correlation that something about doing that activates the cacao. Um, it really sets things in motion. The number of times that I've been surprised with how quickly a request for help gets fulfilled, how quickly some magic serendipity happens um, when I, you know, state a need, um, while I'm drinking the cacao, it's, it's really amazing. Um, another, the other piece that I encourage people to do is um, to just practice giving gratitude, practice reviewing, here's what I'm grateful for, and, and to stick with it, to not just, you know, I, I kind of go through it in rounds. It's like the surface level gratitude. It's like I'm grateful for my family and my health and, you know, all those things that are right there. But then there's the deeper more detailed gratitudes of like, wow, I was really affected by this kind thing that this person did for me, or 
the way this flower is blooming on the hillside is really touching a part of me, kind of going into the details more is another way of activating the cacao. So I really, this plant has taught me a lot about personal ritual, about slowing down and creating ceremony in my life, um, and as a result, seeing really a flourishing of, and deepening of relationships. Yeah, I think what's interesting, I, I like that you brought up the fact that you had a hard time with the word ceremony because I think that um, it's not so much that um, ceremony is a bad word. I think it's, it, again, goes back to this idea that it's just not how many of us were raised to honor and respect the things that we ingest and to have a gratitude practice around it or to sit quietly and actually you know, maybe not think or maybe slow down. And it's not something that is indicative of our culture. So I think it's really quite beautiful that there's this uh, product called cacao that could actually teach us that the way that we eat, the way that we dine could actually be a great experience and it could teach us to, you know, actually chew our food, have conversation, open our hearts and not doing it, you know, at this high rate of speed where it's just, oh, gosh, I'm hungry, i got to slam something down because I have 20 other things to do, I think it could really teach us a lot of things. And I had, I mean, the first one that I tried, uh, Jonas had sent me um, a sample pack, and I, I tried the rose petal one, and I was just telling him before the show that it was very strange to me that it tasted like rose petal smells, like I... I I know that sounds very weird. You'll have to experience it. It was very odd. But I had never had ceremonial-grade cacao, and the it was bitter, but it tasted and smelled like rose petals. And so anyways, I had it on my front porch. I went out on my front porch. I actually, the night that I did it was Chinese New Year's Eve. And so I do an entire ceremony around the New Year's Eve um, that's quite beautiful and um, calls in the new year and, and kind of it, it's this whole process of shedding old karma. And so I'm sitting on my front porch and I'm calling in the new year with my feng shui ceremony, but I'm simultaneously doing the cacao. And so part of my ceremony for feng shui requires me to go on a walk so that I can shed. It's this vision that I do of shedding my old life to call in the new year. What was so amazing is that as I'm walking in my neighborhood, I already love nature as it is. I always talk to trees. I'm always hugging trees. I freak out my neighbors. They think I'm a weirdo. I'm okay with that. But the thing that was so amazing to me is that I felt like I was truly having a two-way conversation with, you know, all of the plants and, and things. But what was so cool is that when I got to uh, the entrance of my uh my subdivision is that there's this big green belt. There's a huge green belt with a fountain. And I went and I sat down on the grass and I heard something and I looked to my right and there was an entire pack of deer just sitting on the grass next to me. I nearly wow. peed my pants. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that they would run. I thought that they would be scared. And we just all sat there. And I was just like, Hi, guys. How are you? It's so nice to meet you. My heart is open to you. Thank you for calling in this new year with me. Like, it was the most surreal experience I've ever had. But I was so incredibly grateful for it. I felt like it was such a gift. And that was my first experience on cacao. <laughs> wow. That's, 
that's amazing. That so makes me happy to hear. Um, you know, I think that's a really good story because cacao is an adaptogen. It, you know, we don't like we don't have to take it so seriously. It's a really playful plant. Like, yes, it has all these profound effects, and we're shifting how we relate to it. But it loves to play. It loves to plug right into our lifestyles the way that we're already living them. So, you know, it's like what you said, you you drank the cacao um, as part of your Peng Shui ritual, and then you took a walk um, in the neighborhood. And, you know, it, that's, that's a great way to work with it because it doesn't have an immediate, you know, it's not like you're going to drink a cacao. You're going to drink a cup of cacao and uh, immediately, like, oh, my goodness. Like, it, it's a process of hours. It can last, you know, there'll be subtle effects all day. So you're really going through a journey with it. So, of course, you're going to be out and about doing other things. Like, actually, you know, I didn't even know what this plant does. Kind of like like you said, and I, I was just hiking out in the woods, and I began noticing the details more, being like, wow, the world's really beautiful. How come I didn't notice this before? And, you know, I, I attribute it to just a deeper state of presence um, that the cacao brought me into. Um, so kind of similar experience or that an open heart, deeper state of presence results in new experiences. Um, you know, I, I tell people, drink cacao and do your yoga practice. If you're a musician, play your instruments, you know, or just go hang out with family and have a good time or go dancing. Like, it's it's so adaptogenic. It'll, it'll just go right into whatever else you're doing um, and support it. So that's, it's a really great ally to have. Um, yeah, and I feel you know, like it's such a great way to tap into your emotions and tap into the things that really matter to you that maybe you aren't playing with or being curious about or that you're suppressing or ignoring. It's like cacao, you drink it, and it's like it goes straight to that spot and says, hey, what about this little guy? Let's, let's, let's talk about this. <laughs> you know, so really I think... I think that, um, well, one, like I said earlier, I think that everybody should be doing this, and I think that um, uh, everyone should try it. Now, is there, um, is it okay to have, you know, like two cups a day? Is there a limit to how much cacao you should have in a day or how much you should consume? Like any superfood, you can overdo it. Um, you know, I, I actually, when I first began relating to this plant, I just had the tiniest sips for a while, just to get to know it, to observe its effects on me. Now, you don't have to take it as slowly as I did. I, I think I, I was still coming from this notion that I actually can't eat too much chocolate because it's bad for me. You know, I, I was still living in that reality of like, oh, I can only have one square off the bar, <laughs> even though I was relating with this really healthy food. Um, but... Yeah, you know, I, I, I tell people, like, make yourself a cup using half an ounce, one ounce of cacao paste, um, and that's a great place to start. There may be times that you want twice as much. You want a full two ounces, and that's also totally safe, totally healthy to take. Um, at, at a certain point beyond that, your body will tell you, if you're being totally honest with yourself, um, your body will tell you, like, okay, I don't actually need more. Like, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing where you have, I, I can take a tiny sip of this stuff and experience the benefits, you know. 
in, at, at some point, it's not that more medicine equals more be- more benefits. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. a common misconception. It's just, you know, it's like you have the medicine; it's in you now. Um, and so, I notice my personal cacao consumption varies. It fluctuates by mood. It fluctuates by season. You know, there, there's times that I'm really drinking a lot of cacao, and there's times that I'm drinking a little bit less of it. But all throughout, I'm relating with it. And so I, I think that's kind of a key to having a healthy long-term relationship with this kind of a powerful plant. Um, I do counsel people to make sure they're well hydrated. You know, many many people are chronically dehydrated, and cacao loves water. It'll make you pee a little bit more. Um, and so you want to make sure to drink plenty of water with it. And, um, that way, yeah, if, if you get dehydrated, you'll get headaches, and that's not pleasant. Um, the other thing to make sure is just that you're not on any sort of antidepressants because those don't mix well with the cacao. Um, you know, they're basically modifying your state of mind, and so is the cacao. So they, they kind of, they can be, again, give you headaches and not feel good. But well, Jonas, large, this has been, it's a very this has been a... Uh, Great uh, high vibe conversation. I'm so glad that I was able to get you on the show. Um, if people are interested in learning more about this or getting in contact with you so that they can try out this kick ass level of ceremonial cacao, how can they find you? Um, we ship all over the country and actually all over the world from our website, ceremonial cacao.com, and that's C A C A O. Um, there's a contact me form. You can ask me questions. I'll do my best to get back to you quickly. You can also follow us on Instagram at Cacao Ceremony. That's awesome. Well, hey, I am definitely, you know, with my own feng shui practice, I deal with a lot of um, women and who are going through divorces and, you know, just really shitty stuff things that are going on in life. And, you know, I I think that this is something that uh, I want to start recommending to them because I think that this can help a lot of people and I think that this can, you know, just make everybody just feel better because it's pretty awesome to do. I I think that, you know, if they can just open themselves up and and if it can change the way that they see food and experience life and slow down and, like you said, just be a little bit more mindful and a little bit more present, I think we could all use more of that. Yeah, I think, you know, like all of us, like I've gone through some major challenges in my life, experienced some big losses, um, and the cacao has just helped me get through it. You know, like sometimes I drink a cup and, I, you know, I don't feel great, but it brings me back to just a baseline at which I'm able to operate at when I'm going through a challenging moment. You know, just have a little bit more connection to myself um, feel more connected and feel able to like get a different perspective on whatever I'm struggling with at the moment. So, yeah, even even during difficult moments, it, it, it's actually helped me a huge amount and, and get through and kind of rekindle that spark in my life where I'm like super vibrant and, and feeling most alive. So, it's 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 really something that'll carry us and lift us. Um, you know, well, if that's not a testament for cacao, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you yeah. again for saying yes to this. And, and I, I know that um, it was a little bit challenging for you because you were in your car, but I do appreciate that you said yes to this and uh, sharing this with my audience because I know that they're going to love it. 
Oh, it's such a pleasure to, to share about cacao, and thank you for taking the time and for reaching out. How can you rekindle that spark in your life? It is my belief that in the next 20 years, there's going to be a seismic shift in the way that we view and do everything. Whether it's the food that we eat, or how we take care of ourselves, or the relationships that we have with each other, this idea of pushing, pushing, pushing through everything we do and being highly stressed and on high alert with high adrenal fatigue, yeah, it's no longer serving us. I believe that in the next 20 years, we are going to learn how to rekindle this love affair called life and that we will learn how to reconnect with our communities and give ourselves permission to honor self-care and reconnect with the things that truly matter. And that is why I wanted to have Jonas on the show. I believe that this cacao stuff could just be the thing that gets this revolution started. And hey, it may be pretty Pollyanna, but I have hope. Based on my own experiences with it so far, I am shocked that more people aren't doing it. And I know that my friends are doing it upon my own request and have been enjoying and experiencing similar phenomenon. And it's something that is very subtle. It's very quiet, kind of like a soft knock on the door. But if you pay attention and open that door, even if it's just a little crack, you're going to see things feel things, and imagine things like you've never imagined them before. I encourage all of you to go over to fireflychocolate.com and try it. And forewarning, I mentioned it in the show, it is bitter. It's not like the chocolate you buy at the store. But listen, it's not about the taste. It's about how this beautiful food can open you up to who you truly are and elevate your chi. It is a beautiful divine gift. And don't forget that you can enter in at checkout Home Energy Design Podcast to receive a 10% discount until the end of May. All right, everyone, I would like to thank you once again for joining me on the show today. I am your host, Amanda Gates. This is Home Energy Design. And if you would like more information, you can go over to the website, gatesinteriordesign.com to learn more about what we do. Or if you'd like the show notes to this show, you can go there. We will also have all the links uh, to things like fireflychocolate.com and anything else that we mentioned. If you would like to reach us via email, you can do that at letschat at thegatescompany.com. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel. Uh, you can just type in Amanda Gates. And I should also mention, if you haven't already, you can also go over to our website and check out our eco book. It's an ebook that I just wrote, Easy Everyday Habits to Live an Eco-Friendly Life. I encourage all of you to pick up a copy. All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.